What is going on, all of my bro chachos and bro chachettes? I hope you're having a hell of a Monday. Guys, we're, we're already getting towards the middle of April. What the hell's going on? Doesn't matter. You already know who it is. It's Daddy Bear Lostos. We're getting into episode 17, okay? In episode 17, we bring in the boss man, Chris Bustle of Southwest Barbell. If you want to follow them, follow them on Instagram at SWBarbell underscore fitness, okay? So it was another successful episode, serving up some knowledge, both gym-related and life-related, okay? We learned from the man whose motto is coach first, athlete second. And the man lives and breathes Olympic lifting, okay? So there's a lot to learn from this guy. Personally, it was an honor and a privilege to have you on, Chris. You know, you're my boy. It was, uh, I, I've learned so much from you, and if it weren't from you, I may not be half the coach and athlete that I am today. So, you know, thanks, dog. Um, as always, go check out our friends at Anchor if you're trying to start a podcast. Uh, if you want some cool merch, go see Jared at Depth for Dishonor Squat Company, okay? Tell them that the boys sent you. You won't get any percent off, but just go support the boys because those are our guys, okay? And uh, lastly... Brandon, appreciate you for letting us take over the room, bro. And uh, as always, follow us at that paralyzed guy on Instagram, at Chandler underscore Blake, at Jared Bratcher. And lastly, the official Instagram is at above average lads underscore podcast. Okay, don't forget to subscribe and give your boys five stars. Thanks. Your novel of stuff you're gonna talk about there. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, <laughs> everybody was asking, they were like, "What are you guys gonna talk about?" And they were like, "Yeah." Everybody was like, "What are you guys gonna talk about this week?" And I was like, "Bro, probably Olympic lifting. Could be string theory. Could be the stuff about having an existential crisis. Like, there's multiple things." So, anyway, well, here we are with Above Average Lads podcast. We are on episode number seventeen. Fuck, dude, this is 17. 17. Yeah, man. Yeah, I missed the last three. Bro, it's okay, man. Life happens. <laughs> Life happens. We held it down. We did what we had to do. Everything going okay with your family? Yeah. my. Uh, if, if you haven't heard, I've been gone. My uh, father-in-law, he, he's a drag racer, and he had a pretty bad wreck, and a lot of his body was burned. and So we've been out taking care of stuff, taking care of family and yeah. stuff like that. So. He's uh, got a long road of recovery, but he's so far so good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I remember the day that you had messaged us. You were like, yeah, we're not going to make it. I had to call. We got to dip down to Texas. Yeah. So anyway, well, who do we have here in the house with us today? We got uh, old Chris Bustle. Chris Bustle, you are the owner of Southwest Barbell. That is correct. Yeah, nice, man. Well, we're glad to have you. And he's actually my boss. Yeah. So <laughs> we've just been waiting. So he needs to roast you on live. Right <laughs> yeah, you guys are about to hear all my dirty laundry. So, but no, yeah, I'm really glad to have you here and whatnot. And so, long time coming on this one. Absolutely. So, yeah, that. And then, I, actually, by you being on here, it caused uh, all his name Ray. Ray wanted to. Ray was like, on like short notice, Ray out of Oklahoma City. Ray was like, bro, what time are you guys recording? <laughs> and then I told him what time. He was like, damn it, I gotta, I gotta work with. I, I think he was working with EJ or something like that. Makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, bro, don't sweat it. And that's when I invited him to. Uh, I invited him down for the uh, the meet next uh, yeah this next Saturday next right Saturday, yeah you yeah. compete next Saturday yeah so are you doing it too yeah, I'm gonna do it I'm not gonna deadlift though but I'm gonna do it <laughs> that's all right what are they doing wait is it just is it axle bar deadlift it's axle so it's axle bar clean and jerk deadlift yoke walk and then regular deadlift yeah. yeah they got that cat out of uh, brew house dairy yeah dairy Cruz, I think is his name on Instagram no it's so well there's Seth well there's Seth, Seth. and there's dairy. I met Seth and I met Derry. Yeah. Like, dude, bro, Seth's a fucking unit, but I also met Derry, bro. Derry is either tied or Derry's just right under him. Or, or he might Should be, be fun to watch. I'm excited, yeah, for sure. For sure. I've been talking to a lot of those guys up there at Brewhouse, and it's going fun. So, I'll, be, uh, I'll be here. I'm going to be running back and forth. My, uh, they're having a car show with my, fam- my wife's, for my wife's car, uh, father, my father in law. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. So they're having a benefit thing for him and ticket chase. So I'm gonna come down here and spot deadlifts, and then I want to roll out. So. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, Still man. Be here support, hey, bro, you know? dude. I mean, and you're one of the best spotters in terms of yeah. deadlifts too. So, like I said, I think that was not last year, but the year before that, when I like just before I started working here. Um, that's whenever. Uh, yeah, I remember I saw you spotting. I didn't know that was a real thing, and then yeah, and everybody was like, "Yeah, Jerry's one of the better ones." So that's nice. Chris, how long have you been in the industry, bro? Uh, almost a decade now. We're coming really? up on we're coming up on wow. eight years. How old yeah. are you? I'm 35. Nice. Really? 
Yeah. I'll be 35 in August. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what about you, Saw Standards? You're 35. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> How did Southwest Barbell come about? Because uh, I, I think a lot of people don't really understand, like, I think a lot of people just think they were just a massive gym and don't understand how small of a gym we grew from. Yeah, we definitely started small. So um, I was uh, in college when I was a sophomore in college. There was a gentleman named Jim Denova. Yeah. He owned a CrossFit in town, a CrossFit gym in town, CrossFit Havoc. Yeah. And in college, I really didn't, you know, do much partying. I would just go to class and we had class together and I would just go to his gym and hang out. Okay. And I'd be there for hours. And this is like went on for like, I don't know, probably like seven, eight months. So one day he was like, Hey man, you already invest so much time here. You're already in school for this stuff. He was a year ahead of me. He was like, you know, go get certified. Yeah. And he helped me pay for the the cost to get certified. How uh how much older is Chris is uh Jim in here? Jim is now forty one or forty two now. So yeah. My bad for cutting you off anyway. No, you're fine. Um so I just hung out there all the time, got yeah. certified. I took one or two clients at the time. I was still working part-time at Old Navy. I took one old or two. Navy. Old yeah, Navy. Yeah, man. Yeah, a kid. Just in the back, just smoking weed and folding clothes. That's right, dude. That's, 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 that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until I was able to uh, get enough clients where I could quit working at, working at Old Navy. Yeah. And then Jim moved to Florida, and I was a junior in college at that time. And I was going to try to buy the gym from him. I went through the process and wrote a business plan, went to him for a bank loan. I just didn't have any capital up front. Yeah. So I was able to buy it. And then that's when Darren Alex bought it. And I was only able to get from a private investor. So Jim wanted $100,000 for the gym. Yeah. They come along with 75000 And was so that here in this facility? That was in this facility. Okay. Yeah. That was right, right at the beginning. So I think he looked at, he looked at this place in February and he moved in for about six months and sold it. Um, it, it was it wasn't pretty long out it wasn't very long after that i mean so i mean that's the nice part about cameron being inside the campus is it's not it's quote unquote a non-traditional campus so you'll see you know the pretty big spectrum of ages in a, in a class and so yeah for sure yeah so now yeah actually now that you bring that up i'm like oh yeah, yeah there's plenty of people whenever i was in my undergrad yeah. that i was like i almost kind of thought a few times like shouldn't you be in a big big adult job but then like the older i get that made me realize like Oh, dude, hats off to those guys for saying, fuck it, whatever they're doing beforehand. And like, I'll finish my degree and, you know, whatever happens after that right. happens. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that was a long process. Like every now and again, I'll think back to it, like back when we were at the old spot. And like, even as I was finishing my degree and like, there would be like those weeks when I just wouldn't show up. And like, I try to tell that to some of the younger lifters now, some of them are like, oh, I hate that. Like, I have to miss a week for school and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, like Jim's always going to be here, but like. Your finals, you only get to take your final one time, and then right. you better hope you don't have to retake that class, dude. Yeah. So, and then, so your background is primarily Olympic lifting, right? Or do you prefer, or would you let, or would you put a label on the type of coach that you are? Um, no, I think, uh, I mean, I, I would say that's my specialty, mm-hmm. but I feel confident in any, in coaching, in coaching any, call it any di- di- discipline of strength, mostly yeah. strength. So the, the term is strength and conditioning, there are branches underneath that. And then think of the strength of the discipline, so powerlifting, strongman, Olympic lifting. Olympic lifting is definitely my specialty, but I feel confident in coaching. Yeah, yeah you've had enough knowledge in all of it right. to at least get people going on the basis. Of it. Right, right. Yeah, very nice. And have you competed like powerlifting any or um, ever thought about doing it? I have. Um, I, I So my goal as an athlete is I try to do two Olympic lifting meets a year, and then in the summer, come off-season, I'll do a strongman meet. A fun meet. Right. And b- before I came to that pattern, I was going to do a powerlifting meet instead of strongman. But I eventually settled on strongman because it still incorporates deadlift. And there are a lot of other um, – there's more disciplines or more events in strongman that just seem to be more entertaining. That's really what, that makes, that's 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 really what it came down to. Like, yeah, a little yeah. variation in what you do. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. And I also don't like bench press. I don't like coming back to snatch with stiff shoulders. That's fair. <laughs> Is that why you always get mad at me for talking about bench press? It, it's one of those things, like, again, like, I'm never going to say that there is a bad lift. Yeah. But there is definitely specific lifts that have specific consequences when you're trying to do other movements. I get that. Yeah. <clears throat> I get that. Yeah, I don't need to do anything overhead. I'm good with bench press. <laughs> well, like you had brought up, Chris, you brought up a good point one day about like the overhead incorporates so much core. And so that's, I think that's why I like shifted so much to all the overhead stuff. 
And like that's that's whether we're messing with the bamboo bar, it's whether I'm messing with the axle bar, whether I'm messing with that, the, that bamboo bar will humble you. Yeah. And dude, it's honestly one of my favorite things to do since I am paralyzed from where I am. So like when I do use the bamboo bar, it's like okay, you have to incorporate mm-hmm. all the core that you have. Totally smoked afterwards, but like yeah. it's still really fun. I don't know. Like as I said that out loud, I was like, Brandon, dude, like you got three different bars that you like confidently use. Right. Yeah. And like that's not like I don't know. I haven't been around very many people in chairs in like a while. And like that sounds weird saying out loud, but um yeah, from what I understand, a lot of the other guys in chairs don't really mess with like unless they're at PT and like their PT if they have a sports background, you don't necessarily hear of a PT having their person use a bamboo bar or anything like that right. you might use those weighted dowel rods and whatnot but i think that's about as far as that goes right so um and then what you're getting ready for some guys to um you're getting ready for some guys to go to um nationals and olympic mm-hmm. lifting yeah mm-hmm. we have three athletes that qualify for yeah. nationals uh and then a very large one what yeah dude giant, <laughs> yeah gladiator of a man dude <laughs> that was the first time like, yeah, I remember him. And it's crazy. He's only been training here for about a year. Yeah. And a good six months of that was just fucking around, too. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, now the man's, dude's ranked after one. Well, that, that man, he's, a, he's an athlete. He, he would excel at whatever at whatever he wanted to do. He's like, yeah, he yeah. is that top 1% athlete. Yeah. You, you put him in a powerlifting you prep, yeah. you put him anywhere, he's going to do good. Yeah. Well, like I was talking, I was talking to Julian, they asked, like, what – what uh aaron's deadlift was like well i'm sure he can pull the 600s but the thing is that he doesn't really train deadlift and again yeah. we're not saying deadlift's bad but it's hard to do deadlifts and then come and snatch and clean and jerk and be a good it's oh, such, a, a, fast, fast, yeah, right? such yeah. a fast but like if you were to invest his time in it his deadlift would go through the roof well, speaking well <laughs> since we're on the subject of deadlift why does the straight bar deadlift tax the cns so much and like you know what i mean because Think about our high school kids, Chris. Like mm-hmm. they're always asking, you, oh, "I want a deadlift. I want a deadlift." And mm-hmm. if we do, it's like, "Okay, you can trap bar deadlift." Mm-hmm. Why? Why does the straight bar tax this tax the CNS so much? Um, because you can. I mean, pure basis because you're able to move super heavy loads. Okay. Right, and so it takes a lot of effort to move that load. Like and it's full body. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just lifting. You're not just using your back. You're using everything. And then the mechanics of the trap bar deadlift right. would be taking away from. And you you can still move the bar. You can still overcome the resistance in a relatively not ideal position, right? If you're not in an ideal position to snatch your finger, the bar is not going to go where it needs to go. Right. And deadlift, you can grind, you can grind the reps. Yeah. And that's that's essentially why it's taxing our central nervous system. Because in a squat, if it's too heavy, you're not coming back up. Right. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pass out. Cough, cough, Jake. Right. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday we're at dinner, right? One of the baseball boys, he was like. Hey, did you see about one of your high school athletes? And I was like, no, why? And then they pulled up a video on Snapchat. <laughs> dumbass is going off program. He's not a dumbass. But boy was going off program. Stands up, passes out immediately afterwards. I messaged him and I was like, hey, you okay? And he was like, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. Back squat. Yeah. And his spotters, zero spot. Why, <laughs> where were you guys at? <laughs> I don't know. I can just go on. It's a that. skill. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have to teach people how to spot. How to spot. Yeah. yeah, we're on a kick of not trying to belittle our athletes. That's so. honestly with something we need to teach people a bit more, like of how to how to spot set up them. a class and just teach them. I mean, and like because like you, there are multiple people here that do compete, and so I mean, I guess that wouldn't be a bad idea. It's like that way you can have confidence in whoever you're asking in the gym. I just feel like in gym culture, there are a lot of. So in old school gym cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Like you go to the Y, there's always the old, there's the old man in there that can move weight. Yeah. And you are the young kid. You start to hover around them. You start to pick their brains, right? So there's right. a lot. When you come to gym culture, there's a lot of established gym culture. There are certain things that we just expect people to already know yeah. because they're in this gym culture, right? Like spotting and etiquette. But I know. But then if we don't take the community in your hand and actually teach them these things, like no mm-hmm. one's taught these kids what appropriate gym etiquette is. Right. That's They're starting true. to slowly figure it out. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, and, it's come from us going like, hey, dude, yeah. right. pick this shit up. Exactly. Right. Right. And some people just don't know any better. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, man. And like, I, I just genuinely feel like we coach our kids differently here, too. Like, I, I'm not confident in a lot of stuff, but I feel like just our approach with the kids, where we handle the kids, like, I don't know, something about something about our style of coaching here is just a little bit different. 
So even for simple as, you know, like one of our baseball boys, he hadn't been doing so hot. So like the fact that like the way that you've taken him under your wing, bro, and like you've always been really good at mental health. And like I've been really seeing you as of lately kind of like really shining that mental health aspect too. You know what I mean? Because it's like I think a lot of people know and understand that you're like as a as a coach, you physically know how to get people to move well. But like right. as of lately, what people don't really get to see this side of you is like but like since I've been around it lately, like how much you know in terms of mental health and like even yesterday you know we were talking about like flow state and whatnot and like his parents were like what the fuck are y'all talking about right but it's like but you know me and we knew what we were like we knew what we were kind of talking about in terms of like okay is everything adding up for you the right way you know right and put your damn glasses on yeah um yeah i think that the the most high level coaches aren't what we call i think that there are there are two in my opinion I would think there are two main modes of being a coach, right? So there's the movement specialist and then there is the coach psychologist, right? So like Lasha's coach, the world shots Olympic jerk, he's not teaching Lasha how to snatch and clean a jerk. No. He is managing Lasha's anxiety, right. making yeah. sure Lasha feels good. Well, like, yeah, because well, Lasha's been doing it for so long. Right. It's like, what are you yeah. going to teach this man yeah. that's new? But also when it comes to like a kid's aspect, like Lasha is a well-seasoned athlete. But, but every athlete has mental breakdowns because competition is hard and it's yeah. stressful. It's a stressor on the body. For a lot of kids, we come from a culture where we praise kids' talents and not their efforts. So we praise someone's talent. They think that that is stagnant in them and that doesn't get any better. When in reality, you are more than just your talent. You can always get a little bit better. Yeah. Even if you're not super talented, you can get better. But when you only praise a kid's talent, they grow up. And whenever their idea of their talent doesn't match their inflated ego, they've been told you've got talent for the whole life, they crumble. Mm -hmm. They get scared of failure. And because they're scared of failure, that raises their anxiety on the field. And then they can't perform because it's, it's this negative feedback loop of like a, a self, a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure. They're scared of failing because they've been told that they're special. Yeah. I brought up yeah. to Jared the other day, uh, white, the other day, uh, I was like, they literally, they almost go into like a learned helplessness phase. Yes. You know, talking about right, what, yeah. what, what, what psychologist was that? Anyway, but yeah, the whole dog, like the premise of it was like, the dog was like supposed to get out of the box, but this is also why we have ethics now, because it's now really fucked up. But the premise of it was, was like, this dog was supposed to get out of this cage. However, when this dog stepped on this path, this dog got electrocuted. You know what I mean? And after a while, the dog literally just kind of curled up into the fetal position, thus learned helplessness. Because like in the grand scheme of it, the way that I interpreted it was like, there was so much negativity that this dog was like, what's the point of even doing this? So literally they just went to breakdown mode. And so, yeah, I, I, anytime that you're and, and like, and the thing is, is like, if you're in high school, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Like, it's like, yeah, I get this is business and this is sports, you know, we're almost done with school, but also at the same time, it's like, you shouldn't, these guys are still kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they should still be enjoying their have fun. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I know that's really silly. It's like, oh, well, like, this is my job and whatnot. It's like, yeah, bro, this is my job too. Like, making well, sure that your athlete optimally moves right. Well, I don't think it's silly because science shows that, like, people, skill retention is at its highest when people enjoy the activity. Yeah. To us, it sounds like duh, but this is backed by science. Like, people learn the best when they are having fun. Yeah. Adults are kids alike, right? So, if yeah. kids are stressed, they're not having fun. If you're only using negative feedback, as a source, as your coaching mechanism, they're not going to enjoy the sport, and they're not going to retain that skill set. Yeah, right. So we have to we have to teach young athletes that failure isn't something a demoralizing event, but an opportunity to grow and to learn. Yeah. Use use as feedback to get better. Right. <laughs> do you think all athletes have that in them, or do you think like? What are your thoughts on the athletes that naturally know how to do that and the athletes that need help, like a little bit of nudge of like, hey, man, we got to figure this out? Well, I think that like it is your job as a coach to to have the tools to teach your athlete. So we think of it as like a fixed mindset or a pliable mindset. So the fixed mindset is the idea that like you yourself are stagnant. Yeah. You are born with your talent. That's all you're doing be. this one. Way. Right. Instead of a malleable mindset, we're like, well, I can always get better. I can get a little bit better than yesterday and I can get a little bit better. So if I didn't, if I don't do well, I'll use that 
to get better. One kilo per mm. week. If right. you did it for 52 weeks, it's still 52 kilos at the end of 52 weeks. Right. And sometimes it's just learning how Shout to speak your athletes. <laughs> right. Get in a shift their, their, their perspective. Yeah. Right. Again, like telling kids, like when we had an athlete, Peyton, when she PR'd by 20 pounds, she upset yeah. because she had this inflated number. Yeah. Which, did you hear about this? Yeah. No, I didn't. All right. Yeah. Bro, talk about this real fast. <laughs> so we had an athlete who did a 12 week cycle and she's 14, mind you. Right. And she rose her back squat the by 20 pounds. And she was upset because she wanted, she was expecting a bigger number. Right. I was like, you increased your percentage by 15%. Like, me, I have to fight eight weeks to add two kilos. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I would give my left foot for 20 pounds. But the idea is like you got better. Like it doesn't matter the number. Right. It's just the fact that you got better. Yeah. Even so like, like bench press, my bench press has been five, over 500 for a few years, but yeah. it hasn't moved very fast to get past that 500 pounds. Yeah. It took almost a year and a half to go. 20 pounds but it's still so, like it is still like and, and it's still a process to maintain right. that because yeah. like at this point it's like okay how much more in, in in realistically how much more can we add to that right you know what i mean and it's like at the, the best thing at this point is like okay what do i have to do to maintain and hold this now you know what i mean uh even as something is same same athlete or p money um you know remember she was going over snatch i think mm-hmm. she hit 95 or something like that mm-hmm. and she was like I didn't even go up in weight. And I was like, dude, I watched you hit that 95 five times in a row. That shit looks snappy all five times. Right. I was like, the fact that you're not worming that barbell mm-hmm. under there like you used to, and the fact that you're just a nice toss and locking that shit out at the like, I was like, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. So, like, kind of like how we've been talking about is just shifting your perspective to how enjoy the little wins. Yeah, you have to. It's like um, a bunch of little wins over a long yeah. time take you. Take you pretty far. Same with like, uh, I like listening to, I don't know if you guys listen to Mind Pump podcasts. Have you guys? Yeah, man, dude, they're not bad, bro. Like, they're a bunch, like, sure, they don't all do this style of coaching that we do. They're a bunch of old, like, bodybuilding coach. Well, they're not even old, old, but like, uh, Sal. Sal is the, uh, he's kind of like the head guy of all of it. And like, he's been training the longest out of everybody, you know, and did old school personal training. You know, he's from California and worked with Mm -hmm. people like that. And so, like, for him, he was talking about, like, you know, even as, like, even, like, the process of everything is, like, so many people get too caught up with, like, the end product of everything that we're doing. It's, like, that end product, like, you know, it's, like, you already know what the end product is. So, it's, like, why not enjoy everything else that leads up to it? But I think you got to, I think you got to do some self-growing before you learn all that. One instance was, like, you know, I had talked about this in the past on the podcast. Like, when I pushed up Mount Scott, it's, like, I'm from here. I've driven up Mount Scott so many times. Like, I knew it was at the top. Right. But like the fun part was zigzagging my whole way up, like thinking that I shit myself a few times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember I looked back at Ryan a couple of times and I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure I shit myself. And he's like, well, we're halfway there, so let's finish. <laughs> yeah. Can't turn back now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I just, I think, I think you got a pretty good focus on, on your sports psych side, side of stuff. Like, do you think that you would ever go deeper into the sports psych, sports psych side of things? Like, would you ever go back to school for that or anything? Yes, like absolutely. That? Yeah? Yeah. Get your master's in it? And yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm something definitely interested in. And I don't really think that it's a, um, the, the coach relationship is a unique relationship, especially for a kid, because you're not, you are a principal figure, but you can't tell that balance because you're not a parent, right? Correct. So you are a mentor yeah, in a lot yeah. of senses. Right. And, uh, there are a lot of different coaching strategies because everyone again reacts to stress and stimulus differently and training is a stress so yeah. you have to find the strategy to help the athlete overcome that stress and adapt by the way in your words <clears throat> what is the definition of a stressor anything in life that you know so uh, so your body doesn't can't tell the difference between stress your body just knows stress so whether it's stress from work stress from home or stress in the gym so when you train, you are putting your body under stress to elicit an adaptation. So if you're stressing your body in the gym and then you go to work and you're stressed and then your recovery methods are on par with how much you're stressed, you break down yeah. either mentally or physically or both. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And then adaptation would be like if you're doing like let's say an eight by three at 135. I know that's not a lot, but it's like, let's say somebody who was very beginning and, you know, and they were only doing, you know, three by three, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And 
after I do it the next I, day. No, dude, just send Jackson out there, bro. He's like, how bad do you want to play Fortnite tonight? <laughs> he's actually in there playing Fortnite. I know, he's sitting on his crate, huh? No, he's in here in his fans. Oh, really? All of them. That's where he always hangs out. Yeah, yeah. that's his hiding spot. Yeah. yeah. All Which like is okay. Body. He's out in the middle. No, he's not bothering anybody there, so it's perfect. Oh, I don't man. think your kid has ever been in the way. Bro, Jackson's just always just keeping himself yeah. doing his own thing. He's got it. He's chill. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the quietest kids. So. One day he got out. It was during the ice. We were recording. Jackson hops out of the car. <laughs> whoom, feet on out from under him, bro. His his control from his from his switch just slides off like about 10 feet. feet. <laughs> got up so fast, ran up the dock, was just talking shit to his dad the whole time. <laughs> And then today, like today, we pulled up and he took a bite of your burrito and said something about like, I taste the potatoes. And I don't know why. Like I said, I just like that kid, man. And like for some other reason, I hit my funny bone. I was laughing and crying. It was nice. All right, man. So, um, Jared, you had mentioned, you know, wanting to take it back and talking about the um, the original gym. So, so he was here first. So it was I, called- I was here as a personal trainer yeah. under when it was Black Dog. Yeah. And then eventually we bumped heads. So the original idea, and I'm not trying to disparage anyone, the original idea was I bought in and then I'd be able to run my personal training studio kind of free. Yeah. Do my own thing. Right. Um, they kept raising their prices. So eventually people, unbeknownst, I didn't know this was happening, that people would cancel there and just come get personal training for me. And that eventually led to disagreement. Yeah. And uh, I think what I learned most from then was other gyms tend to force people in the box. You have to do our program, you have to do this. I don't think you should force athletes, you should show them that your program is superior by the results it produces. That's kind of like one of my quarrels with like a CrossFit gym, like an actual CrossFit box is like, if you drop in, it's like, okay, that you're doing that all the work. Right. Unless you're like a big name competitor and they're like, oh, do what you gotta do, your comp train, do your mayhem. Or right. But yeah. I don't feel like any athlete should be forced into a box. I feel like there's room for everyone to flourish in here. And I'd rather this be a diverse community. Yeah. Than a, so you say that we have, uh, when I live in Chicken Shade, and there was a gym there that's CrossFit. They're big into it. Well, they wouldn't let me deadlift in their room because they was doing their stuff. You know, I was over out of the way. There was nobody around me. Right. Yeah. But they didn't want me in there. Right. You're about to draw too much attention yeah. from that class, man. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's so going to. Actually, I quit going. Like, I said, all right, I'm done. I would have walked out that day. Yeah. Never went back. Right. They, they didn't have enough plates. Well, I, I wasn't even lifting that heavy. Uh, that was before I started powerlifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. only doing like maybe 450 or so. Yeah. You know, wasn't like crazy. But right. They just didn't like me in there. Right. You know, but I just didn't really think that the strength community had a place to flourish in Rodden. That was kind of my idea. I wanted a place because I think diversity is a strength, especially yeah. when it comes to discipline right. of, uh, of teaching strength and conditioning. Yeah. So I wanted to make a place where anyone can come and whatever your discipline. You were welcome and you could practice it yeah without interference so what made you come up with the name southwest barbell because we're in southwest oklahoma i just so not a lot of people know this but like here in this last slot right up here on the wall like there's a giant ass alien deadlifting and it's graffiti like so my yeah, first dude. business name was bustles muscles yeah <laughs> then which because the guy who owned crossfit havoc his name was jim we used to call it jim's gym so right. muscles so kind of make fun yeah. of a little bit but whenever i moved to the small gym it would have been an expansion that was just stuck in this room yeah we moved to the gym on our own so how big was that gym over there i think it was like six thousand square feet six almost just less than seven thousand and then what are we in now triple that more than triple that, dude right? so people that people don't know I'll that look, maybe listening you know? yeah, yeah like i'll look back at you know pictures of like even when jared and hannah first got together you know yeah. and they'd be hanging out working out together right. there and like sometimes yeah it was just bro the even like our piece of plywood that we have. So here in the middle, like how we have the plywood, right. the, 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 um, the stall mats on the side. Right. It's like, we only had just one strip of that. Really, uh, yeah. And so some, yeah, man. Yeah. So sometimes like I'll look back, like, but I appreciate that. I appreciated that. Like the older that I get and whatnot, I mean, I appreciate that I got to grow up and that was such a small tight knit yeah. because like, I think that helped me grow my like love for like the sport and like even coaching, you know what I mean? So, it's like there was perks, you know. I didn't go there, of course, but being that small, everybody's there, everybody sees each other, everybody's gonna make everybody better. Yeah, you know? even something as small as Strongman Saturdays, bro. Strongman Saturdays, you're supposed to, but I mean, granted, you know, some of the homies moved away since then right. and whatnot, yeah. but like that was super, super fun just being around all that. Uh, even like, even the big room was still bigger than what we had. Yeah, the big room here is, is yeah. still bigger than what we had. It was probably 
probably if you made one of the back or the middle rooms a perfect square, yeah. I'd probably be. Right I, I've been in there. Yeah, uh, I helped. You know, a couple powerlifting meets there. You know? Yeah, but yeah, it was good times. It was, it was good, clean family fun. Yeah, and then now, yeah. I mean, it was a cool setup for what it was for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it definitely, it definitely made me learn how to optimize space. space yep, that's what I learned from that. Yeah, I learned how to optimize space. Play Tetris. Uh, yeah, Tetris. for sure. I, I think <laughs> I miss that environment because, like, when it first opened, there were mornings where like no one would be there. Like, oh, I'm not even gonna stay. Like, no one's. There. And then eventually, you know, they came. Yeah. But I did miss. Uh, now we're so busy. There are people's names I don't know. You know, because we're so busy now. Some days we get but, so yeah. packed, man. But back, but back in the day, we were little, I knew everyone. I knew everyone's name. I yeah. everyone. I kind of, I kind of like it when it's slow here because I used to. I think part of my job is to walk around and make everyone feel welcome. Right. Yeah. And if, I get pe- that. if people weren't, even if they were introverted, I would go out of my way just to be, hey, I see you in here. Thumbs up. Yeah. You know what I mean, so right. <laughs> there was one guy actually. He works up here at Dicks. Um, and last night, so I just moved into I just moved into a, a place, and so I don't I, I'm like slowly getting furniture now, right? And so yesterday, somebody was coming to hang out, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't have a chair because I have my own," you know. Yeah. And so I like went to go get a chair, and then as I was leaving, somebody was like, "Hey, such so you like you you work over there at Southwest Barbell, and like they train here too." And they're like, "You guys are always so busy. I never want I I always want to like talk to you guys, but like they were like I never want to interrupt you." I'm like, "Bro, like please like interrupt me. Like I promise you're not gonna." Yeah. Whatever I'm doing isn't that bad to where I can't go. Hey, bro, good to see you. Yeah, I'm happy you're here today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I, like I think one of the biggest obstacles for people is like everyone's busy. Right? Yeah. So everyone's busy. It's hard for them, hard for them to get in the gym. Yeah. Right. So sometimes the hardest thing for people to get them in here. So when they're in here, make them feel well. Make them feel welcome. Make them feel part of the community, and then respect their time. Yeah, now, they can hang out in here as long as they want. When they when they when they, when they get to work, make sure they get quality work done. Right. Yeah, it's hard for them to get in here, so respect their time. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's like okay, and then what would your advice be for like? I mean, I guess that would be really good advice for even somebody that's just now starting off. You know, mm-hmm. we had talked. You know, we had an intern for the last for the month of March, and it was one of those things where she was asking like, you know, why? How do I? And she was bringing up getting new clients, and I was mm-hmm. like. Dude, get you like two or three people that really trust in everything that you have. And I was like, just give them the best coaching that you can. Yeah. I was like, that word of mouth is spread. Word of mouth is the best, best advertisement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hands down. I mean, I have, I've invested a lot of money into like online marketing and yeah. Google. And there is a return on it. Of course, you kind of have to, in this market, yeah. survive. Like if people Google you, especially this market, right. they come in into Google gyms, you need to pop up. But most of the most of the long-term retention clients the people that stay the longest because someone was a club client of mine and they brought someone in yeah you know i mean yeah <clears throat> yeah that's yeah because even like even me like sure i've been coaching for you know i started up that nonprofit back when we were over there at the small gym and like mm-hmm. it kind of stepped away from that but like i've only been really coaching heavy for about a year like a year and a few months now and it's like that and was they, the one thing that i learned say you were a soft coach you were like you were an apprentice coach for at least like a year because you were yeah. in the gym and you were definitely observing everything. Oh, when we were over there at the yeah, oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. That's that's what I tried it. That's what yeah. I legitimately yeah, try to tell people is like he's mentioned that a few times. It's like yeah. I right, yeah, it was one of those things where like I was I was compete yeah, I was I was competing against other guys in chairs at the time. I was doing like water pools, I was doing the CrossFit open and whatnot against other guys in chairs. And then like so like you guys were like the first, I always try to tell people about you, John, and like Robin and all those guys, and Jared, how you guys would come up, pick up the front of my chair, and we'd go up the ramp. And it's like, I don't have like, the rest of my family lives in Arizona. So like Jared, like Jared, Chris, John, all of you guys, like you guys are like the like the, the big brothers that I never had. You know what I mean? So it's like just being around you guys, like, like you had mentioned earlier, you guys made me feel welcome. You guys didn't make me feel like I was just somebody with a disability. And like, we're being cool to this guy because he's just paralyzed you know what i mean because like let's be honest there are a few people in in life that will like they'll see somebody with disability and they come with them mainly because they have a disability it's like here's our feel good moment or maybe that's not a good way of interpreting it but it's like but you guys were like no like that's our guy like that that dude's working just like we are i think that my philosophy with you and ever since i've known you is not to give you special treatment unless you ask for it yeah 
like you're not broken you're not helpless yeah. if you need help you will ask for it yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. and like yeah and you guys picked up on that without me even having to say stuff like that right. and like and you know something like that like you can't you can't pay for that right you know what i mean that's that's something you encounter that and that's why it's like something you cultivate. yeah it's like it's yeah and it's one of those things where it's like you don't leave that either you know like that's yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I appreciate that. And I think that's that's why I like – that's why I don't mind spending, you know, as long as I spend here either because it's like, dude, like this place legitimately, like, quote, unquote, in a cheesy way made me in a sense because it's like – But you're still a young you, – so I think that's a good – so I'm on the opposite. So what I mean by that is you choose to spend a lot of your free time here, which is great. I used to too. Yeah. But now I've been in this field longer than you. My me time to be – is very precious so i don't spend my free time here and yeah. it's not that i don't care anymore it's because i have to separate there's those been two parts. there, there, there have been you will get to that point so yeah there have probably, been yeah there have been probably get to that point there have too. been a few times yeah. though whenever like <laughs> yeah there has been a couple of times like i'd come up here to like use the internet really fast and like somebody would go to ask me coaching stuff and i'm like bro i just hours. don't want to do that yeah, yeah no and yeah, i and sure. i don't mean that out, in, out of an asshole way either it's like dude I just did this Monday through Saturday. Right. Um, we work with upwards of, you know, like five to five people an hour. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if you think about it, that's a five hour job in one hour. Right. And so like some days whenever I finish, like I just sit here and I'm just like, I'll, you know, and I just walked in here one day and he was, he was in here. He was just quiet. He's, Oh, <laughs> like he's just worn out, dude. Well, like, well, and like, and too, you know, break for a well, and like, and so, and so, like, for us too, is like, you know, since we are close to a military base, we do have new people every six months. So it's like, you know, we'll have a group leave, and then out of nowhere for like two weeks, we'll just have a big influx of people right. signing up. Yeah. And that two weeks, bro, I know that that for two weeks, and I'm like, all right, bro, you're about to earn your money this week. Yeah. So because it's just like, yeah, because it's like you know, teaching somebody to it's. I confidently feel like I can teach anybody to squat bench deadlift. I can teach confidently anybody the beginning of getting good at a snatch, the beginning of a clean injury. You know what I mean? I've acquired that. I've acquired enough knowledge to confidently say that I can do that. But like, that's taxing on your brain, man. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, when you finish, you're like, what the fuck happened? Man? Well, also, just think by the end of the day, your uh, extrovert battery is drained. Yeah. Your ability, because like, I love people. Like, yeah. I, I've always known since I was little that I wanted to help people in some capacity. Same. And in school, my first idea of doing that was to go to nursing school. And it was when I was in nursing school, I was like, I don't like blood or pee. I don't think this is, <laughs> I don't think this is the avenue for me to help people. But he's up for that scat <laughs> Dude's up for that shitty play. Um, but yeah, but like, I love people. I love talking to everyone. I think everyone's got a story. I love to feel a story. But by the end of the day, I'm done. The only person I want to talk to is my wife. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone and, else. I mean, and too, like, uh, like, <laughs> unless that you, unless you were around me from my first few years of being paralyzed, like, I was in Oklahoma City two to three times a week. I was talking to patients who had a spinal cord injury. Yeah. Um, I would be holding spinal cord injury seminars for like OU Allied Health and whatnot. Um, I did it for like Fort Cobb. Fort Cobb does like PTA right. and OTA stuff, and like, dude, like, I, I did all of that for literally like probably what was that like two or three years straight that yeah. I did that, and like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I always made, made time to come back and lift because, like, that's kind of sort of my nice little, like, release and whatnot. That video, bro, like, that video for sure, um, I still have – I'll hit PRs here and there. But, like, dude, I legitimately – that video you sent out to all of us, like, that was a real thing. Like, dude talks about never getting a PR again, and it was like – that dude let his soul out on that video. Right, yeah. Like, e even if even if you're never to PR, the, it's one of those ideas, like, you'll never reach perfection. Never. Yeah. But the pursuit of perfection is still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. And who who are you to deny yourself that challenge? Yeah. <clears throat> and plus, like, yeah, like it's it's one of those things where in terms of lifting now, it's like I don't care how I look about it. Like it just makes me feel good afterwards, you know. Right. And and I talk about the whole like stress and like busybody, and there are days when I do use it as a way of like coping with let's say something happened. Right. And yeah. And so, but at the end of the day, it's like, I have to really just do that. So it just eases my mind for a little bit, you know? Well, I think that's a perfect uh, transition to like what I kind of want to talk about. It's like, I feel like to me, weightlifting isn't an activity, but it's a philosophy. Yeah. Right. So like. It's just an art form. Right. So whenever the world pushes against you, you push back that much harder. And to me, the squat's a perfect metaphor because no matter how heavy the bar feels on my back, my job is to stand the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't right. know, and so and so much <laughs> so, so much of our lives is based out. <laughs> that, that got me, man. But, you know, like but yeah, like you you have to. 
in order in order to aspire to be a greater person to reach higher values you have you have to face adversity and struggle yeah and so much of our life is based on objective ex, external objective objective goals right so like they'll say you're good at your job but that's depending on what the job thinks office politics right yeah. so the gym is the one thing that you do that's not objective like you, you either move the weight or you don't yeah right uh, I've even went as far as to tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not in charge of a lot of stuff in life. I'm not in charge of when I say I need to piss. I'm not in charge of when I say, all right, I need to take a shit. I'm not in charge of, I should probably pick myself up and give my butt a little relief, you know what I mean, from sitting all day. But it's like, when I do have like chalk on my hands, when I have a kettlebell in my hands, when I have, you know, a wall ball in my hands, I'm like, I'm in control of what I'm about to do for this 30 seconds to a minute. You know what I mean? And it's like, some days it's like if I'm having a really bad day, some days I'm like, this is all I got, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is the one thing that's going to make me feel better today. So, yeah, man, when, he, when that dude, what was his name? Zach, it was it Zach something or what was uh, the guy that put out the whole If I Never PR video? Zach, what's his name? He is I don't guess I've seen this video. It's good. We'll have to send it to you, it's man. Really like, good. Uh, I didn't know that it was going to hit me the way that it hit me. And then, yeah. It's in your feelers. Bro, huh? man. Like, like I can feel my like yeah, sure I'm still Zach I do calendars then yeah Zach. so C-A-K, like yeah. so like don't get me wrong I still feel like an athlete like I, I think that's something that I'm gonna feel for a long time but I still am an athlete well you were an athlete yeah you know yeah, yeah. you competed and you you've always had that sense again an athlete to me is someone that wants to do better yeah every day right and yeah. some some people are born with that and some people have to cultivate that That's everyone has that yeah right, right yeah and so yeah so it's one of those things where it's like yeah i don't know i just uh, the um, you know this year this this full year of hard coaching that i did like you know like you said we're soft adjacent but like last year like that was my first full on like all right we're fucking doing this you know and i remember the first day that you were like all right dude fucking start writing out workouts for people and i was like all right, I thought we were gonna ease into this shit, but all right, I got it. Yeah, because there was a, yeah, because there was a time he handed me a board and marketing. He was like, "You got it," and I was like, "Baptism by fire, bro." Yeah, no joke. <laughs> well, I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, "What am I? What else am I gonna do?" I was like, "All right, well, I know how to write these up, so it's well, not like I had like, you, you don't know that you have the knowledge you have until you start to apply it." And I like to tell the new coaches too. I'm like, "You got to remember, these people are coming to you because they don't know how to do this." Right. Most people don't know anything. Yes, yeah. and like, yeah, and then, and yeah, and in your eyes, you. You know, quote unquote, you're a professional, you know. So, I also think you kind of have a, a responsibility to coach to de program people from the toxic things in our industry, right? Yeah, so like people are shown every day that this is what you should look like, this is what you should look like, and if you buy this, you look like, like people well, that's doing, not what fitness is about. People doing yeah. like wheelbarrow planks while pushing the right. sled and shit like that, like, doing the like, handstands. Like to me, it's health and fitness, and health is our first priority. You can't be fit, yeah, until you're healthy. And then you can progress to fit. That's like wanting to, that's like, yeah, that's like me wanting to go to physical therapy my first day. I'm like, all right, let's walk today. It's like, we're not going to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Let's let's make sure you can stand up without your blood pressure it's dropping. Well, for you, let's make sure you can sit up in your chair. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's step one. Yeah. Yeah. The older I get now, I'm like, God damn, maybe I was being a dick because they wanted to work so much core. But right. now that I'm older, I'm like, all right, I know I have to have at least two core warm-ups before I even get started now because right. otherwise right. I won't be able to hold up all of what I'm about right. to do. Right. So, dude, this is a deep episode. <laughs> I'm going to go home and cry for a little bit. <laughs> Just out of happiness. Just out of happiness, though. And then so, uh, let's see. And when is um, uh, when is Nationals? Uh, first week of July. Last week of June, first week of July. So. Yeah. That's gonna be a week June long thing. To July third. That'll be a week long thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Damn near. Yeah. What are we gonna do? What do you mean? Where's this at? Vegas. Vegas. I'm going to Vegas too in October. Oh are really? You? What are you doing in Vegas? Nationals. Oh, sure. oh yeah. yeah. Dude, why does everybody at this gym makes it? <laughs> maybe not makes it, but everybody at this gym competes and everybody does good. Because we made a mecca where all the strong people want to come here. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But like, and that's what I do try to tell people. I'm like, look, like all of our guys come back with some sort of hardware, yeah. and I don't mean that in a cocky way. Because I, I don't like. Sure, I'll joke around. Like, I got this stupid fucking chain on right now. <laughs> He's yeah. been wearing it for like, three days. <laughs> yeah, I found this chain hanging up on one of the squat racks. Thought it looked good. I feel like it's probably yeah. Well, Chris, you said it probably goes to the TRX. I think it does. Yeah. It'd be all right. John will come asking me for it pretty soon. Hey, dude, and then I'm up here. I don't even have a shirt on or any of this hoodie, bro. I'll let the taco <laughs> be hanging out, bro. So, and then yesterday, bro, 
my son hit one out. Oh yeah, I saw I saw your story. He was out there. He was watching. Him. I yelled that he was my son too. His mom, his mom yelled back. She was like, "That's my son." I was like, "He's mine from three to five Monday through Friday." <laughs> yeah. So now, dude, that was a good baseball feeling. season. That's all. Yeah, saying. man. What was your thoughts on going to go watch those guys play? How did you feel? Um, I was there just to take notes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see how some of our athletes performed under pressure and really kind of how the coach dealt their coach kind of dealt. I was kind of really observing their coach, <laughs> seeing what kind of feedback he was giving, if at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, man. But, like, it's a good feeling, though, considering we know what they do in terms of weights all the time. Right. It's like, well, how does this go into play? So these – Okay, so these coaches, do they get mad that they're here training instead of? They used to. I think there, it, I think there was some resistance at first. I could see where until they started hitting home runs and yeah. perimeter, and then they're like, okay, go for it. Well, like it's but one of those they things. See the results on the field. Right. And they have to turn well, like yeah. I don't know if you saw, but like when our guys make contact with the ball, like they they there's there's some force behind the ball when they're making contact as opposed to I mean, but don't get me wrong, there's some of those other kids who are like who understand how to move their body. If you know how to move or your body, you're going to, yeah. yeah if exactly. you know how to move your body, you're going to shine anyway. But I feel like, I genuinely feel like, bro, when I when our guys, you know, make contact with the ball, even when they get their jump off to go steal and whatnot, uh, something as simple as like little P money whenever she's doing uh, ladder drills every now and then, she's like, I feel so slow today. I'm like, really? Because you just gassed all the adults here. Well, I think that's the thing. So a lot of like sports-specific coaches, like specificity is kind of hard because specificity is hard to design. It's hard to define if there is no real goal, right? Yeah. So what I mean by that is baseball coaches will think that the only way to pitch better is to throw more pitches. Right. Right. Which isn't wrong. You need to practice your skill to get better at it, right? Right. But if a kid throws a thousand balls, right, he shouldn't practice pitching and then go to the weight room and overload mm-hmm. that Absolutely. Time, right? So I saw people was like, the value of a snatch in sport, like, yes, your kid isn't going to do a snatch on the football field. Right. But within the snatch itself, there are very, we'll call them phases, right? So there's a static start. There's a dynamic explosive. Static movement. start being the there pull from catch, the right? Static uh, start being from the deadlift. Right. And then your pull. Explosion, right? Yep. A pull. And then there is, you, you, you absorb shock by catching and receiving the bar. Same with like if you jumped off something super tall, right, especially right. the guys. You don't ever want to jump off something tall and land right. stiff leg because what happens? Your sack hurts. Right. But if you jump off something tall, you land on a tight spring. It's like okay, not as bad. And in the final phases, you're restrained to recover and stand up. So like you are not doing a snatch. But on the field, you are exploding. You are jumping. You are deaccelerating. And something you are absorbing simple. Impact. We saw the lead off that old <laughs> right. imposter Carlos had. Right. You know what I mean? And like, in order to take out, yeah, I won't call him Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) And so like a snatch isn't specific to baseball or football, but it's specific in the sense that it will get you moving more explosively. Yeah. And that will translate on the field. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it's one of those things where like, and that's why, as you were explaining, I was trying to call out the different phases in like just layman's terms. So whoever's listening, it's like. I don't know what I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is, and that's why I'm like, all right, this is the start of the deadlift, start your pool. So I don't. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. I just try my best to, you know, because it's like you gotta always remember, like we don't know who's uh, who all's listening. It could be just uh, could be just an average. I mean, yeah, we do have just a bunch of just generic I mean, people that a, just listen. Yeah, I'm not an expert in Olympic lifting, so I'm learning stuff here too. You know. So. Yeah, Jared, he was like, I'm just gonna be quiet the whole time. I was like, No, you're not, man. I was like, You're gonna do just fine. Well, like, well, for instance, like whenever we had Maryland on, you know what I mean? For Maryland, like, I, I, I don't know anything about geared or equipped lifting. Yeah. So what I did was I was like, hey, Jared, like, this is, I'm giving you the reins on this one. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to make sure their timing's good and all that. I don't it's even like, know how popular geared lifting is anymore. It's, it's not as popular as it was, say, 20 years ago. Yeah. But they're still there. People yeah. still doing it. Yeah. yeah. See, got, that's why we need a table like that. Because look at that, we could be playing tic tac toe. Uh-huh. Uh, I like that. But we got, you know, we got Derek. You know, he's big equipped over here. Yeah, yeah. There's a few people still around. Yeah. He's got about he's got about like four or five of his guys right. still. That he, yeah, yeah. They, they talk about uh, limp lifters taking forever. Like they're they're taking an hour to get in. Oh, bro, shoes. you got to put your suit right. on. I, I have yeah. to like rewarm up, man. I think <laughs> what is it? That, that putting a suit on to work out. Oh, what, so, yeah, that's hey, what I'm oh bro, there's oh. days your hand is just sitting there hanging from some from yeah. his book. She's yeah. oh man. And then let's see. So we got a meet coming up uh, May 14th. That'll be in Bartlesville. That's Olympic lifting. That'll be up there at is that is Pure Health? Is that the name of their gym too? Mm-hmm. 
So that'll be at Pure Health. That's in Bartlesville. We're going to go up there. We're going to go see our boys, Daniel. That same weekend, we got Darnell. Darnell and Tasha going to uh, Strix Factory. Yeah, bro. And that guy, Darnell. Darnell is. What are your thoughts? The goat. Yeah, that dude is just, he's everything I want to be in an old man. He's polite. He's humble. But when it comes time to, like, squat 600 pounds. Dude's fucking about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just moves. Every, every rep, even when he struggles, just looks like butter. On yeah, Sunday, you know what I mean? on Sunday when I get here, I get so happy seeing that white charger here. Yeah, well, because like that—that's who I want to be. I want to be the old man in a gym that's, I, like, that is still getting it. I never really you know? told them this, but like I genuinely feel like they're like the gym parents almost. Yeah. Just, they're right. just like the OGs Can't and whatnot. Way. Yeah, man. Well, like there's days whenever I see Tasha and Tasha's like, "Hey, sweetie, how are you?" And I'm like, "Hey, come here, mom." Like, I've never <laughs> called her my mom, but like that's genuinely the vibe that I get when I see like because like you, you hear certain people say like the term like the word "honey" or "sweetie," and you're like, "You're just a mom." Like yeah. you, you genuinely just have all just those mom qualities about you, man. And like, I don't know. Just, yeah, that's just one of those things where it's like that's yeah. another thing that's real Daniel hard to beat. Right now, yeah, absolutely. So. To to me, they to me they represent the idea of like what we preach is that this is a lifetime activity. Yeah. Oh, um, you can lift weights until you're on your deathbed, and how, you should, and you will benefit. How old is um is the client the one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the one that we just recently started doing Olympic lifting with? Mary. Yes. She just retired. I think she's in her seventies. Yeah. But like, dude, she'll be in here doing like one foot box jumps. We just, I mean, but granted, you know, just recently, just recently, <laughs> but but like also, you know, just recently introduced it. You know what right. I mean? So, but and even then, like, dude, she's doing cleans and like, dude, got a better front rack when she catches than most people. Granted, uh, she is a yoga. She was, yeah, she was, she was an athlete, and sometimes things like being an athlete in your young years and then maintaining that, yeah, just shows that like. You can. It makes it easier to teach an old drug a, a new trick, right? Yes. Yeah. Just well, even she, even the other day, she had mentioned something. Uh, she was like, "Yeah, every morning I do this uh, yoga routine with somebody on the TV," and I was like, "She was like, do you think that's beneficial?" I was like, "I don't think you should stop." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, "Yeah, I think you should just keep doing." It. Well, I mean, and we started doing. Well, even the other day, Chris, he was like, "I think it'd be smart if maybe we started doing some like." handstand stuff with her because it's like because if yoga is her thing she's used to being in that overhead right, position right so like we did like pipe we did some like pipe overhead holds and like that's when you have your knees on the box and you have your hands on the ground and it's like she did it tolerate it just fine we went like five rounds in 15 seconds just because i just wanted to make sure her blood pressure handled it okay you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like she handled it perfectly fine and i was like oh dude here in like three or four weeks maybe even sooner transition to something a little bit harder that's cool though. Have yeah. somebody like that in here. Her, we've had like they're not scared to be in here. Well, that's actually you know. so. Even at the the original place, remember you had like a good group of like three to five, you know, older older clients, and they all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it it, it was kind of a, a weird spot I, I found myself in, but it was a an interesting it was a, it was an interesting challenge, and then I just realized that like most of these older clients, they have special. Let's say you they're not fragile and they come to you because they come to a driver like this because they don't want to be treated as such yeah right, right? but they do have special considerations but they don't want to be babied but you still right. have to program them different than you would say a little bit exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly 10 20 year old or whatever right. sure. but but they come here to do work yeah right and, and i think the older clients are my favorite because they see the biggest return right so but I mean, it was like, I can take a kid and train him and he will get better. But you take an older client, they have high blood pressure, almost diabetic, bad knees. But they're and they're training for a year and they're off medication. Their knees go yes, They yeah, see the yeah. biggest return. Yes. Right? One and of they tend to be the most grateful clients. They're like, you want to literally save them from decrepitude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one of, yes, one of, one of my ones that I work with right around four, I've grown to have a really good relationship with her. And, um, yeah, same thing. Like she was talking about, Oh, I have this, this, and this. And she was like, Hey, my clothes feel better. She was like, the scale hasn't really moved. She was like, the clothes feel better. She was like, I'm not taking X, Y, and Z. And like, you know, little things like that. It's like, Oh, well, that, yeah. that's what that's about. That's, yeah. Same that's with like, uh, we had another lady. She, she hadn't been here in a while. She had some medical problems going on, but like when it was icy, she was like, my husband was like crawling to the shed to get the salt and she was like with all the stuff we do she was like i literally just walked on the ice and grabbed it and walked back she was like yeah. i didn't think twice about it yeah. so you already know who i'm talking about yeah, but yeah. yeah but it's yeah you know so little things like that it's like that that's cool yeah so it that's makes your job definitely worth it okay and we're back so 
let's see. And then, okay, so we just mentioned we got Ray's meet. Well, Ray and Daniel's meet coming up next month on the eight, on the 14th. Primarily, yeah, that'd be Daniel's meet. I'll be hearing from Ray. Ray will be like, that's actually Daniel's meet. I love that guy, bro. Bro, I'm so happy. So over the week, it really made me realize, like, I'm getting, like, a little bit of respect from, like, other, like, coaches and whatnot. So, like, I have, no matter what I do, I'm always going to still view, you know, being paralyzed as, like, a little bit of, like, a down in a sense. And I, and I shouldn't. But, like, yeah, being able to talk to Ray, you know, even something as simple as, like, bro, we met Chad Vaughn the other day. And Chad Vaughn, like, liked us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, something as simple as that. And it's, like, like I said, it's, like, being as I've mentioned before, it's like this is the one thing I've always wanted to do was something in the gym. Like I don't know why, it, even if it was even if they were roided out or not, it's like I want to be a part of that. I yeah. like that. I don't know who, when, where, and why. So, uh, and then let's see. And then next Saturday, if, if uh, let's see, yeah, that'd be Oklahoma versus Texas, right? Mm, oh what the, the record yeah the record setters. Oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 I so, guess a lot of Texas people are coming to try yeah. to take these Oklahoma records, is what I hear. We'll see. Yeah. Dude, I'll leg whip somebody from Texas if I have to. You don't think I won't? Hey, I have a spotter on deadlift. Just, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Just push him over. <laughs> yeah. Jared's gonna be back there. He's like, you can't get it. You can't get it. <laughs> that's right. Do it, pussy. Yeah, dude. That's what, yeah. That's what we'd have to do. Uh, do we have any other meets coming up? Um, there's another one gonna be coming up in July, but I'm not gonna announce that one yet. So that one's still kind of sorted in the talks, but that'll be another ollie lifting one. Uh, what's the Strength Factory meet that Darnell and Tasha got going on? Yeah, it's uh, May fourteenth. Uh, Strength Factory in Oklahoma City. Do you know of anybody else? Any of the any uh, other guys? My buddy Daryl, he's going to be in it. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a few others. I can't remember. Are those some dead shorts that you got on? Yeah, dude. Brand new. How do they feel? Pretty good, comfortable. They stretch good too. Everybody was saying, well, um, Brandon and Brandon, Brandon, too small. I think yeah, Brandon got. <laughs> Here I am, the biggest guy, and I got the. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like you're over here just hanging out, and then I just noticed that you had those shorts on. So, um, um, see, so yeah, I think actually Derek is competing that day too, but he's going down to Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Bro, so, I mean, it is that part of the season. It's I, competition season. I was, I forget who I saw. It might have been yesterday when we were eating. Brandon's um, going to be there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I forgot about him. My bad, Brandon. Yeah, the biggest guy in the gym. Yeah. By the way, we I didn't I didn't even ask. We just commandeered his room. So thank you for. I, I better give you a shout out yeah. for letting us use your room. <laughs> well, and, and like, uh, dude, we almost didn't get to do this episode too because like I left my uh, I left my charger in Jared and office. Oh. And then I didn't know if we had the splitter or not. Oh, no. And I was like, man, why the fuck does this always happen? Because I'm here. It's always man. Nah. Yeah. It's good to have you back, man. It was a it was a weird three weeks. I did the one solo podcast by myself. Yeah, it was, it was probably pretty hard to do by yourself. It's I, hard to ramble. I had that bitch on upstairs with that. That's <laughs> what I did. I had that on. Um, I had like I spent some time like typing up a couple different topics and I expanded so on a few of them. Yeah, and that's that's really what kept me in line. And like it was one of those things where it's like you know the very first few episodes we were struggling to get that thirty minutes. Now it's like. Everybody's gonna be pissed off if we don't have an hour. On <laughs> yeah. But like, hey man, I think we've made like four bucks off of this. So like, four bucks. Yeah, four bucks. Yeah. Four bucks. So I think you got to get to ten bucks before you can cash out. So. <laughs> oh, we're missing Chandler. You're out here though. grinding. Yeah, Chandler's out there. Yeah, Chandler's making sure that well, Bricktown Brewery's operating the right hey, he's way. He's got his name on the door now. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. We need to get him a good haircut. <laughs> he's getting smaller. Too. Well, he was. Yeah, I just called him out. And I just that. sent that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I put a meme in the group chat this morning. It was like uh, when you were talking about somebody else getting small, it's just daggers through somebody's heart. Oh, I know, dude. So if you, and then, uh, right. He's a bit dude, girls don't even care about us weightlifting. What? Doesn't want, see, girls don't even care about us weightlifting. Only, only the bros do. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, I do have to ask for Harley. Is it true that you always put him on a deload as soon as he's catching up to you? Every time. Yeah? <laughs> he's got it set in his head. He's like, dude, I'm a fucking athlete. He gets, he gets, a, he gets a glass of whiskey. And then he's like, he's like, here's my thoughts on weightlifting, bro. No, dude, Harley's been getting, bro, Harley's getting shredded. I don't give a fuck what anybody says, dude. His back is massive. And I wish you would know that. I know which one. Harley, Harley comes. Yeah, yeah, if you've seen Harley, he's he's like me, but not as handsome. Uh. So, and then and then the gyms, the gyms meme wars. 
Oh yeah. Is that there's some very there there has been some solid meme wars going on around this bitch, bro. There's some really good ones. So, well, Chris, where do we find you at? Where's the gym at? Tell us, tell us all the information that we need to. You can find most of the best places: Instagram and Facebook. I'd rather you just not pitch me online and just come in. <laughs> I'm not very good at social media thing. So but, where, where's the address for this place at? Uh, Two hundred four Southeast B Avenue. But right behind Salas, you can do your squats and then go get a margarita. That's right, and there's one free margarita with every every thousand pound club. Yeah. Dude, we man, like Jerry's like. I, I, tell kids, <laughs> I tell the kids that every time the first time they snatch their body weight, I'll buy them a steak dinner. Got a ways to go. <laughs> um, actually, I think it'd be kind of silly to have a thousand pound club here. Like, I remember one day I genuinely wanted to bring it up. It would have to be something outrageous like that. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, even there will be people that come in here. To you know, a girl will want to look a certain way. A guy will be like, oh, "I just want to get really big," and it's like, "Okay, we're getting really big. Like, are we doing bodybuilding? What are we doing? You know what I mean?" And uh, and I remember one of my guys he sent me a message. He was like, "Look, bro, I saw that leaderboard outside." He was like, "Fuck everything that I said." He was like, "I just want to be good enough to be on the leaderboard." I was like, "You can put whatever number you want on there now." <laughs> I was like, "But yeah, I, I finally got my stuff up there on that board." Yeah. Well, even that, uh, well, that big kid, he's, uh, he was asking, he was like, who's that big guy over there deadlifting? That kid that I was working with yesterday. And I was telling him, I was like, oh, that's the guy that I do the podcast with. And he was like, really? And he was like, how much does he lift? And that's why when you came over, I was like, how much do you squat bench and deadlift? And yeah, when he walked away and like, that's a little kid, bro. That's right. a fifth grader. So when he talks, he's a very high pitch. Right. Yeah. I love that. Gage. What do you say after I walked away? He was like, that guy's strong. And I was like, you have no <laughs> idea, bro. <laughs> no, I was like, everybody in this gym is strong. And I was like. And I was like, even like, That's why I'm here. even like I the, to even the smaller, yeah. even the smaller people here, fucking strong for their weight group, you know, yeah. for their, yeah. So, all right. Well, Jared, where we find you at? Find me at Jared Bratcher on Instagram. Yeah, we go. Facebook. We get the honey badger at Chandler underscore Blake. We got Carlos at that paralyzed guy. What's your Instagram? Do you even know what it is? <laughs> He's going to look at There we go. <laughs> I've so, been doing this for me now. I know bro. you don't want people to do it. I don't like to mess with it. Bro, that's that's how I feel. And then it's just S W Barbell underscore fitness. SW Barbell underscore fitness. There you go. And then what's your personal page in case they want to see those? I don't think people, Chris, people don't give you enough credit for how technical of a lifter you are. Yeah. Bro, do that's you Chris know how do you know how technical it is? Oh shit. Do you know how technical I dropped my mic? Do you know how technical you are when you're catching your your cleans and whatnot? Like you catch them so nimbly, and then you just ever so slightly write them down in the squat. Like sometimes it's like, regardless of the weight, literally all of your reps look the same. He he was struggling yesterday with squats. He did not want to do them. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do struggle sometimes. Yeah, but that's the thing is that at, I think that as you get older, you have to. So like you know, I'm I'm a. I'm a coach first, but I'm still an athlete. Yeah. But like as I get older, you gotta train smarter and obviously harder. And like I, you know, I if I move badly, it's gonna get I have feel a bad like block. I mean in and you know, Ray up in Oklahoma City, he's went as far to say he was like, You guys are either tied for second, or you guys are the third largest Olympic lifting team that we have in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And it's like and the fact that you train with them, I and this is also why every now and again I try to train with some of my athletes too, some of my clients is like our athletes genuinely appreciate that too, you know, because right. and I think of it I personally view it as like, okay, they see me doing the shitty stuff. So maybe if I'm not here and they know they have something shitty, they're like, all right, well, Carlos would have sold it. Well, I, think it's, I think it's because the way I explain it is because they view you as a coach, but you're also in solid solidarity with them is that you know the struggle because yeah. you yourself also train. Yeah. You're, you're just not on this podium talking down your athletes, but like I engage in this activity too. Yeah. I have a similar struggle. You know, I have my bad days. Too. Uh, okay, so back to the back, I know I know we were about to I know we were supposed to end it a few minutes ago, but even back to that little guy uh, earlier in the week, I was telling him I was like, I don't want to lift today, and he was like, Aren't you supposed to be the one telling me the motivational stuff? Whoa. And I was like, Hey, bro, I was like, I still sleep every night like I like you do. You know what I mean? I was like, There's days when I come in here and I just don't want to do this, and then I hit him with some motivational stuff right. after that. Right. But like, but it was one of those things where yeah, he was like, I think he understood, you know, that he was like, Okay, well, Carlos does this too. Yeah. You know, not just in here telling me what to do, but Carlos is in here like, okay, he's, he's battling it out today. Like, he's going through some shit, too. Well, I think every time anytime I have a day like that, I think about the, what you talked about, Derek, with Derek and when he was squatting back in the day and 
didn't want a spot. Oh yeah. Oh, I think you, about that. Yeah, that very. Do you remember one of my first times being here in the gym? Uh, Derek talks about this every time. Um, Derek went to go squat, and he said, and he didn't want to do it. And I was just, and you know how I am, like yeah. you know, I'm just a little shit, bro. Yeah. And so I, I told Derek, I was like, oh, it must be nice to squat and like not. Uh, have, and then, yeah, yeah, dude, you know, I just think, some dumb I think shit. About that anytime I'm like, man, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I do it. Just, you know. Yeah, man. Like we, we all got to. And the thing is, is, like I don't ever like to hold it above anybody else. Like, oh, I'm paralyzed. Give me different treatment. It's like, oh, I gotta push the sled. I gotta do deadlifts. I still gotta. I need to do snatches, and my hands don't work. But I still have to do snatch grip push press. I don't. I can't. I don't have good hands, but I still have to do cleans. And you know, just how Chris mentioned earlier, it's a philosophy. It's like I genuinely like that. I have to think in my head. I'm like, okay, keep your shoulder blades down. Keep those top knuckles pulled the best as you can. You know, I have to, you know, I've learned how to use, quote unquote, my hips with my chair. And it's like, okay, I have to be able to pop this bar up the right way because I don't have the hand grip to pull it. Right. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's a lot that goes through it. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is, this helps me out, helps my brain out. Yep. So, well, good episode, guys. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah man, appreciate you. On. Yeah, everybody was asking, they were like, what are you guys going to talk about? And I was like, bro, who knows? <laughs> I was like, I was like, we could write, we could have certain topics, but at the same time, it's like, just wherever well, it the, goes, wherever it goes. At the beginning of it, when we first started this podcast, I was like, we got to get him on, you know, pretty quick, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been 17 before we got him on here. But. Yeah. Man, we're just, well, and it's one of those things where it's like, we're really, I know every week we always say some shit, like we're getting the sound down, but like now we really are like starting to understand the same with like Hannah. I didn't want to get Hannah on yet because it was one of those yeah, things. Yeah, like, Yeah, well, and like. You know, being around Jared, you know, I'm not associated, you know, I'm not an athlete, I'm not a rep or anything like that. Like, those are just my boys. And so, you know, I, I got to rep their stuff, you know, right. put, their, put their stuff out there. But it's like, I know the type of quality that Jared likes with his stuff. So it's like, if I knew personally, I didn't think it was up to or even close to the slightest part. Right. I was like, I wasn't going to ask them to come. You know, I was grateful because Jared's been on multiple times. Right. And, like, that's that's freaking cool that we have that access. But as the same thing, is like there were some people I didn't want to have on until we had good quality. Because yeah. it was like, yeah. I respect what they're about to say and what they're about to put out. And I don't want it to be – I don't want Mike having to be fading in right. and out the whole time. Or they sound like Zeus. There we Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I, I'm happy we don't have to That was a good those. episode, though. It was. I'm happy we don't have to use those mics anymore. So, anyway, well – that's it on episode number 17, guys. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah.